get your snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Oh, man, rainbow three by Anthony Edwards puts him in double-figure scoring. And the one-two pitch, a drive to left field and deep. Gordon going back, on the track, at the wall, twist tech the lead, 2-1. Nelson Cruz golfing a one-two pitch to the second deck in left center. Parisi, fanned on it, recovers, got it to Niederreiter, who fires. Parisi on the rebound, scores! Right to Dalvin, turns it up to the end zone, touchdown! All right, people, what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the Sports Governor, coming to you live and direct once again. Another edition of Sports Done Right. Oh boy, sorry, having some technical issues tonight, but we are back, we're back live, so thank you all for tuning in, I appreciate it, we got the one and only Justin Ekstrom joining us in a few seconds here as we're going to get into Vikings and Twins and a little NCAA tournament talk, and if you know Justin's online, then we got to talk some wagering as well. And uh, see if he's made any money off these teams here. So let me get Justin on the line here. All right. Justin, are you there? I am good, sir. How are we doing? Uh, we are doing great. The one and only Justin Ekstrom from KNSI out of St. Cloud joining us once again. My co-host on a show that we never do anymore, but maybe will be resurrected again. The North Star Sports Podcast. Um, but get to hang out with Justin this weekend. Uh, or this past weekend, I should say. A lot of fun there. What's going on, so? We're we doing good, man. That was that was a fun weekend. Good time always seeing you. You always you always introduce new people and every single time. Clinton, uh, he's a good, good man. Clinton's good man. a good dude, man. Good dude from uh, the Renaissance Golf Club. And, yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. Good eats. Want to big shout out to Brian over at Baldi's Barbecue again for hooking up everything and taking good care of us. Lots of fun. And if you are in the South Metro area or really anywhere, it's worth the drive. Uh, Baldi's Barbecue in Lakeville, Minnesota is the spot. So make sure you check it out. All right, Justin, um, let's just get right to it, man. Um, first off, a little NCAA action before we get into the local teams here um so far what do you think of the tournament i know you're a betting man so how have you been faring with this uh setup here with this ncaa tournament my my tendency what i end up doing for uh gambling issues when it comes to ncaa tournament i bet uh on four long shots four longer shots in vegas like i'll have friends go out in vegas i'll have uh put money on four of those long shots and then I'll bet money against them throughout the tournament. Like, uh, so when UCLA beat Arkansas, I hit on that. So I'm kind of weird that way. So I set myself up for getting the upsets. So I had money on Arkansas, Alabama, Creighton. They were hundred to one. I I always liked them. And then, um, down on the other, I had uh, Oklahoma state. I was like, oh, you know, those guys, thirty-five to one. That's pretty. That's pretty good. That would be great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not, yeah, you know, I mean, well, I mean, honestly, on paper, not bad. I, you know, I picked Oklahoma State to have a nice little run. So, I mean, you know, when you're when you are betting the long shots, like you said, that wasn't a horribly uh, bad pick at all. No, but now now it's looking like, you know, it's almost. I mean, it, it's like we're set to have the number ones in there and. None of those are Illinois, so it's just, just, yeah. just weird, man. It's weird how these things kind of go. Gonzaga looks really, really stout, man. Ah, 
I don't know, can, can Baylor or Michigan beat them or anybody, any of the other teams that could make it? Well, you know, yeah. The, Man, it the look like they could. I know, the provincial, hey, on any given day, of course. But, yeah, Michigan's looking good. Um, obviously carrying the banner for the Big Ten. Um, I picked Gonzaga. I wouldn't mind Michigan winning it. You know, I'm a big fan of what Jawan Howard's been able to do there in his short time as head coach. But as of right now, I mean, just for me, it's real hard to get past Gonzaga, man. Um, they're playing right now with uh, Southern California. Um, I have not been able to to look at that here. So let me see if I can get a live score for the folks. And Gonzaga definitely handling business, 58-37. to 37. Second half just started there. Um, what do you think about Gonzaga? And it, they just they just look too powerful, man. They look like they're going to be one of those. Uh, they they can run it, they can gun it, they can shoot, they they can rebound. That's the biggest. They're they're two yeah. for one philosophy. Like they want two possessions for every time they get the ball. Just seems to be working. And obviously, you can say that you can be like, okay, we want two for one, we want two for one. But to have that mentality, that I mean, they're not the biggest team in the world. It's just their want. Right. Seems to just quantify what they're trying to do. And then Jalen Suggs, man, like we got to see him. So I got to see him his very last football game. They they actually lost. He They were going for a three-time state championship. Right. In Rio, and they lost to our recording Spartans that we were covering for the station and just seeing what he could do there. He was, he was basically on the field the entire time. Cornerback, quarterback punter <laughs> just like oh he's a kick returner well you so know and, and yeah and for for folks around the country who listen to the podcast um Jalen Suggs was you know an all-state football player here as well he had his choice in either sports could have went any literally anywhere to play either football or basketball obviously we see what the choice was and so far it's definitely working out but yeah man he is just he's phenomenal um, actually, Timmy, uh, the forward on the team, he's their leading scorer so far as of tonight. Uh, he's got 19 points so far. But, you know, I mean, just a complete solid team with a, a, a tremendous one-and-done talent and, and Suggs. You know, Gonzaga, man, and 29-0. and 0, So now they're, they're really starting to feel that pressure of the undefeated season, you know, really within their grasp. You know, if they get past USC tonight, which it looks like they're going to do. And, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, perhaps the Gonzaga, this little school in Spokane, Washington, has now become a perennial basketball powerhouse. And, you know, I mean, it was a cute story when I was a kid and John Stockton, you know, that was always the thing. John Stockton went there. John Stockton went there. But, man, this program has really turned into something, Justin. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. As of right now, they just seem to to have all the answers for all the questions. It's it's just it's different. They're just a different team, man. It's like they're just built different. At the beginning of the season or the beginning of the tournament, week and a half ago or whatever, you know, I'm like, I don't think they got it. I don't think they can do it. They're not tested. Well, <laughs> I, I'm eating some crow on that. Obviously, they're two and a half wins away from winning it all. Right. But Two you know, toughest games in their years, well, I, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, bud, but that's funny that you mentioned that because that was the criticism. Who have they played? You know, they play out in the West Coast Conference and all this stuff, and but man, they, they you know they they stack up well in the early season tournaments. That's what I like about NCAA basketball too. Is you know these teams do get to play other good teams early on in all these. Uh, tournaments that they have so Gonzaga's ready um, definitely looking like they're ready tonight let's look at the other game that's popping off tonight here Michigan and UCLA Michigan is a six and a half point favorite um, over under is 136 on that game um, I like Michigan I, I actually kind of like that number at six and a half too is I think Michigan if they're gonna win they're gonna win this one um, I don't want I don't know if the term convincingly is is really good there, Justin, but I can see them winning by about ten. It's yeah, that's hard to say, that's but I mean that's what I can say. Basketball, see. right? The basketball it can be tight the entire game. It could be it could be two like a one possession game all the way to the end. Well, then a team makes their free throws, unlike Arkansas or Alabama. 
Um, right. Absolutely. They, they can all of a sudden win by eight or ten. It's and you just, know, it, that's go what ahead, makes Mark. betting on the NCAA tournament so much fun. And it's just a blast. Like you can, it's basically a coin flip whether or not you're going to win your win your bet. And you'll never know until the last minute of the game. Oh, of course, <laughs> just and, all hey, the way down. You got to watch. Absolutely, and of course we encourage responsible wagering. You know. Uh, for entertainment purposes only, of course, right? I mean, but well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah of get course. The, get the right. go ahead from your wife or significant other, <laughs> or, or like, 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 like Justin the, does, yeah. right? Yes, make sure they say this is how much you can bet, and only bet that much until you win, and then you have that much plus your winnings. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Bet. Okay, folks. Again, this is Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. This is the Sports Done Right Podcast, of course, joined by the one and only Justin Ekstrom from KNSI Radio in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Hey, real quick, man, speaking of St. Cloud, uh, just to delve into college hockey here very quickly, obviously uh, three of the four teams from Minnesota made it. My beloved Gophers didn't hold up their end of the bargain. They lost to Minnesota State Mankato, but you're up in the St. Cloud region it's been a long time since they've had their one and only Frozen Four experience. So um, what's it like up in the region here today? Uh, obviously, they got to be feeling good. And, uh, you know, obviously, they have done a phenomenal job all year long to get where they're at. Well, they, they have a tall task to go against McKay, man. He's uh, been the best goalie. Because they'll they'll go against Minnesota State, obviously, and just to have to go against him and try to beat him, the Huskies. So here's the thing with St. Cloud State: anytime they're kind of the underdog, like that cute story, they're gonna make some they're gonna make some waves. They're gonna make right. it tough on people. I mean, they were they weren't supposed to be where they're at now, and now they're probably going into this game a favorite, and it's they tend to not do well when they're favored. Even when they had Bob Mosco as their coach, they were undefeated, nearly undefeated. And you lose first round, then you lose the first round again. And that was the tendency with Bob Mosco and the St. Cloud state university Huskies. But now this just looks like a different Husky team. I'm not saying they're going to win it all, but this area actually has a little bit of buzz. If you know this area, it's always like the ah Huskies, ha ha, yeah, they'll choke. It's it's not even real college, ha ha ha. They lost the football program, all that stuff. But there is a little bit of buzz around the area finally about the St. Cloud State well, University Husky hockey team. There definitely should be, and I you know I, I wish them well. Um, University of Minnesota Duluth, Mankato or Mankato State, as I still call them, Minnesota State Mankato's in there as well. So, yeah, I mean, props to uh, the so-called state of hockey, man. I mean, putting three in. Um, my Gophers definitely laying an egg there the other night. But, hey, what what are you going to do? Um, speaking of Coach Motsko, who is now the Minnesota coach, uh, he's been catching a lot of heat on social media and down on, you know, on K-Fan and stuff. But, hey, man, Gophers, I think, are, are in a real good spot to uh, finally kind of right their ship as well. It's, uh, I heard Motsko's interview with, I, I think it was with just the media outlets. He said they knew, we knew they were going to come after us in that first period. Um, well, if you knew they were going to come after you and you gave up two and didn't score yourself, I mean, that just kind of sets you up for kind of the, um, well, why didn't you stop it type thing, you know? Oh, so man. he's been catching a little bit of heat for that. But what, else, what do people want him to say? Like, we, we knew they were yeah. going to come after us. We, Got to be ready in the first yeah. period, man. Yeah, you got you just got to be ready for yeah. these guys that absolutely we're not supposed to be here. And hey, it, real, it's, it was a fun game that first period. It was it was good, but then just to watch the Gophers. I'm a Gophers fan. Like I, I can say St. Cloud State, I can say all that, but I I love the Gophers. Always have for hockey. It just mm-hmm. it just stunk seeing them lay that egg. Right. Hey, real quick, I wanted to jump to you too on the other. Um, college basketball game too because we got Baylor and Houston the battle of Texas of all things here coming up so you got Baylor five point favorite the over unders 135 how are those opening numbers sounding to the betting man Justin Ekstrom I 
I think that I think hammer the over man. I could see this one getting out of hand fast. I, I do, it's yeah, and it's funny you mention that because I'm just staring at that 135, going, man, I better, man, I might need to find some fundage here. It, it's gonna move because that just seems awfully low to me for it does these two teams that can. I mean, obviously you can't plan for overtime, but I could see this game going to overtime high at 68 you know like <laughs> i could see that and these these two teams it's fun like it, it really makes me mad i chose uh alabama instead of houston i was looking yeah. at them both they were like 18 uh, and 20 mm-hmm. to 1 something like that i was like which two seed do i take and i just didn't have the faith in houston except for earlier this year i was making a lot of hay on them because they it seemed like every game they covered well every i was making a lot of hay Okay, well, I was making a lot of hay on Bama, so I totally understand that. Um, you know, just very impressed by their run through the SEC, you know, and having a lot of fun, obviously, winning the uh, football national championship. Now, all of a sudden, here comes the, you know, Alabama Crimson Tide in basketball, of all things. And, you know, just a phenomenal season, no doubt. Obviously came up just a little bit short, but they were very impressive as well. So I was really keeping an eye on them for if uh you know any number two seed was going to get there as well i thought it was going to be bama but you know props to houston as well i mean they are playing very good basketball and they are in the final four going up against the, the you know number one seed baylor and it's really too bad that you know this tournament is you know the way it is with covid and everything because boy i mean to have a a huge dome or you know football stadium filled with Baylor and Houston fans that would have been something to see oh yeah see I I picked Baylor over Texas in my in my national championship we saw how the Texas thing panned out I just thought Shaga Smart was gonna make a little bit of a run but lo and behold now he's Marquette's coach and (laughs) so it's just 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 didn't work out the way I thought was gonna happen but uh I I think Baylor they were, you know, the quote-unquote more tested team. I thought they were going to go further yeah. than Gonzaga. Obviously, these yeah. are NCAA tournaments. Anybody can win at any time. I would love to see Houston win, to be honest with you. They just play the type of ball that doesn't get a lot of love. Like, you right. just, you're just watching them. It's not like, ooh, flashy, you know. They're, they're not doing the uh, transition threes. They're doing, like, the workman-type thing. They're doing everything right. They're doing the extra cut. Every once in a while, they'll pop off that three when they know they can go up six or eight or something like that. But it's just they're, it's a much different type of game that most people aren't going to watch. And thankfully, they finally get to watch it. I hope. Yeah. I just hope they can make a run at that six and a half. But, I, man, I, I can't touch that. You can't touch six and a half between Baylor and Houston right now anyway. Yeah. Just, I, well, just tough. Might want to buy yourself a point. Yeah, quite possibly. And, you know, I mean, they play in the American Athletic Conference as well, the Houston Cougars. It's just not a conference that you talk about a lot. But here they are, you know, dreams of Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler. And and maybe this team can actually finish it off because one of the greatest teams of all time in college basketball, um, Houston back in the 80s, they came up a little short against the ever-magical uh, NC State team with Jim Valvano. Okay, so let me ask you this, man, as um, we're going to kind of transition here from the college hoops. And again, um, looks like we got Gonzaga. They're going to be the third team in the final four here. If everything kind of keeps the way it's going, let me just get a score update. Ah, shoot. I got 64-45. I don't know how far yeah. behind my feet is. I just yeah, got I'm so. having some issues. Okay, let's go with that. All right, my friends. So, Vikings offseason. Um, we were kind of talking a little bit about it over some drinks on Saturday. Uh, me, you, Sean, some other people there. Um, the guys, uh, shout out to uh, the fellows from 10,000 Takes as well. How are you feeling, man, about this Vikings offseason? Because I know there's a lot of fans, whether you look on Twitter, just talking to people that are just kind of like, you know, yeah, you know, we we signed Peterson and all that stuff. But outside of that, and, you know, he may he's a he's a former all pro D back. But, you know, some people are kind of questioning what he has left in the tank. 
Justin, you covered this team in depth. How are you feeling so far about this offseason for the Purple? I think it's one of those that, you know, obviously I could be eating crow on this, but it, it was like a workman-type effort. They filled all the holes, or most of them, so they're setting themselves up to have to draft, you know, draft heavy on the offensive line, draft heavy at, like, linebacker, you know, trying mm-hmm. to find those certain positions that they think guys will follow them. They're just setting themselves up by filling out all these holes with, talent that they believe was kind of undervalued and that's kind of the way Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman do their thing sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't right absolutely you can't expect a you can't expect a Case Keenum type of season out of every single guy you get right so do do I think they're done no I, I thought they were going to make a little more of a run at maybe like a forced lamp or uh, a couple of those other guys, like maybe try to solidify the offensive line with talent yeah, that we've yep. seen. But, I mean, we've seen in the past, uh, you know, not necessarily at the Vikings, of course. God forbid we could draft mm-hmm. a rookie offensive interior lineman that can actually excel at something. Well, but that, That's what it's going to take, man, because, you know, <laughs> as, as we were talking about, I mean, my personal opinion – and again, this is the Sports Done Right podcast, which uh, your host, the sports governor, Vince Wright, and his guest, Justin Ekstrom from KNSI Radio in St. Cloud. Uh, real quick before I, I give you my thought, though, I just want to give a shout out to Black Swan and Melvin in the uh, chat room there at Spreaker. Big Mike out in Eden Prairie. I want to say what up to Lori in Hudson, Wisconsin, who's listening. And uh, she has a question here coming up. And who else? There's a Another person, Beth in Mendota Heights, is also listening. Appreciate it, ladies. Um, Okay, Justin, so what I was going to say was, listen, we literally need the best offensive line in football because if you're going to, if you think Kirk Cousins is going to take us to the next level, and by the next level, I mean, it's just, it's NFC Championship game, Super Bowl, or bust at this point, right? Um you know, you literally, you're going to need the best offensive line in football because the one thing that Kurt needs is time. He can make things happen when he has time to throw the ball. Problem is, he hasn't had a lot of time here over the past couple years. He's looked good when he's had time. Um, you know, that win down in uh, playoffs in New Orleans, all that stuff. But Literally, the Minnesota Vikings are going to need the best offensive line in football, I think, to get to the next step. It, it's weird, right? So we know Kirk Cousins can throw under duress. We know that he can um, put together some crunch time type numbers. It's just we we know that we, we've seen this, but it's always the same question. Can he do it on a consistent basis? Of can course. he do it in the second or third playoff game? Like can can that that game against San Francisco was a spot where they needed him right. to kind of elevate his game, and it looks like he's got that apple in his throat that a lot of us know all too well. Most of us have played sports our entire lives that when the going gets tough, you, your throat you kind of gets closed off a little right. bit. Yeah, absolutely. Gets a little that that ball gets a little slippery. He makes the wrong read. He makes like makes an uncharacteristic I, I guess you can say uncharacteristic because that's one of his biggest flaws. That's kind of part of his character is he just makes the wrong decision. Hold on to the ball a little too long. It's it's so weird how we can see him do all these things in right. a game that kind of sorta of doesn't matter. But then you see it in like a you know, a NFC playoff game where it's just doesn't quite happen or over a game against the bears that you need to win in order to have a chance at the playoffs. And you got a team hits in your back pocket constantly. You got to know that pressure is coming up the middle. Yes, sir. Got to know where your hot lead is. And you, and it's just, and it's not just him, which kind of stinks about it. It seems like this whole Mike Zimmer team throughout the years, we've seen just kind of, crumbles when things don't go their way <laughs> aside from a couple finishes against new orleans i mean what what have they done for us 
what what have they showed us? Just, <laughs> uh, you, Justin, I think you hit it right on the head, man. I mean, you know, we're approaching almost ten years of Coach Zimmer being here, and I remember, you know, folks were talking. I remember when they let Denny Green go, you know, and then that ten year mark. Everybody was talking about, oh my goodness, he's he lasted so long, and this and that, and blah blah blah. Well, I mean, Denny had more success in terms of getting at least getting us to a couple NFC championships. I mean, you know, we got there, you know, that Philadelphia game, which I like to forget. But yeah, I agree with you, yeah. man. It's it's kind of coming to that, you know, Fisher cut bait time with the Zimmer and, and Spielman regime as well. Now, I get it. I know they were just re-upped and everything. But, you know, that stuff can always change. I mean, so, you know, I really kind of... You know, when I see these contracts being extended and stuff, I kind of take it with a little grain of salt because the Wolves can come in anytime and be like, hey, man, you guys are done. You know, here's your little payout. Get out of here. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, what is a contract worth these days? Like, well, you know, you get you sign these ludicrous deals, five, six, eight years for however many million dollars when it comes to a coach, and then they get fired after two and a half or three. It's or you get you didn't even show enough. Like I was telling you on Saturday, I mm-hmm. didn't see enough out of Zimmer and Spielman for them to get that extension last year. Like it just I didn't see of, enough out Justin, of Justin, a lot of people argued that. I mean you you flow in, in you know, Vikings podcast and, and media circles, so you know, totally agree with you on that. I mean, a lot of people were surprised. Um, but hey, it is what it is at this point. So let me ask you this. I mean, you know, we've talked in the past about exactly what the Vikings needed, but it's funny that you bring up that coaching side of it. Let's say the Vikings, it's just another, let's say a humdrum year, nine, seven, eight, and eight. Even though they are they're, they were re-signed, at that point, Zimmer gone? I, I honestly think if they miss the playoffs, he's gone. And I, I've said this in the past where he's one of those guys where, to me, he seems like a dude that if it if it isn't what he thinks it's supposed to be, he will end up just be like, I'm done. Like, I can't do this. It's not fair yeah, to you. Maybe, it's not fair maybe, to me. Right. Yeah. But I don't, I, don't think that, I don't think that's the case anymore. He's going to hang on as long as he's making some checks and uh, <laughs> making some bank. He's just like yeah. most of us. Yeah, yeah. And if you're doing your best. And if you're going to pay me more money, I'm going to work real hard and try to earn that cash. But I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, it, it, it might be time. It just yeah, I, something is weird in there, man. I have zero proof of this, but something is weird with the Spielman, Zimmer, Cousins, Wilfs. Right. Like there's, it's like there was four votes to two votes in order whether or not they were going to get Kirk Cousins. And they went with the four votes or something, you know. It just mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it seemed like there was a little bit of a riff and a, a, a schism. A schism. There we go. Yes, that mo- most Minnesota fans will definitely uh, remember. Absolutely, <laughs> a schism in the locker room. But I think this was—I have zero proof of this. It just feels like they weren't all on board with all the moves that have been made. Right. And okay. you, could, you hear Zimmer in his post game press conferences, well, I thought we should have done this, thought we should have done that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the offensive line, I don't think it's going to get much better. And from the moves we've seen so far, unless these guys all gel together, I mean, our best offensive lineman, he's gone now. Right. I agree. Gone. What are they going to do to replace him? I get you. I get you. I just, I, you know, it's, it's just because I've just kind of had this weird feeling myself, man. That's just nothing's really happening. Um, you know, free agent wise, I don't really see anybody that you can draft. And of course, we could always be wrong, but you know, that's going to come out and, and make that type of difference that the Vikings need right away. Obviously, we're talking offensive and defensive line. I, I, I'm actually on CBS Sports right now, and they're saying we're going to draft. You know, they got a few different people listed here um, doing mock drafts, but uh, Quitty Pay out of uh, Michigan, he's a defensive lineman, uh, didn't play in 2018 that much, 
But um, last year kind of set it off a little bit. So the Vikings apparently um, have interest in him. But, I mean, I don't know who they can draft that can make an impact. Um, you know, one of course, somebody could come in and obviously surprise everybody. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I'm just a little worried that it's just the status quo once again, my man, and that it is just – yeah, it ain't going to work. I want to say what up to DJ Ramal out there in the chat room. Appreciate you popping in here, sir. Um, yeah, man, I'm just, if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, Justin, I just don't know what to tell you. I don't know what they're, at this point, there's nothing really, anything to be excited about with the, with the Vikings and what's coming up next season, I think. Well, for me, you can be excited about getting Pierce back. You can be excited okay, about yeah. their three tech defensive tackle they signed. You you can be you can be ecstatic about the production you got from one rookie named Justin Jefferson. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. And the offense looks like they're taking strides forward. Dalvin Cook, kind of the uh, Ferrari of that offense, kind of running through him. Mm-hmm. And the defense, you know, we we've never seen a really crappy defense out of Mike Zimmer until last year. Like, I mean, this was, it was like the worst defense I've ever watched, let alone out of a Mike Zimmer defense. Yeah. That's what he's and known just, for putting those defenses. But together. now we're, now we're getting some guys back. Like we're, we're getting a few of those Daniel Hunter, like having him back is basically like going and getting a blue chip um, mm. free agent. Like, just getting he's, – he's one of the best defensive ends. And you can't poo-poo a neck injury. You, you just can't. Uh, no, no. He, no. He, could, he could see one snap and be done for his career, let alone for the season. So they got to make that right and make sure he wants to play here and get, get the clearance, get mm-hmm. him back to being the dude that we're used to seeing. And this defense, you know, they got to get All that right. pressure up the middle. That's where championships are won. Like, you just look at what Tampa Bay built. By the way, yeah. having 22 of their Super Bowl starters all coming back. The very, My yeah, man. very, yeah, very impressive what they were able to pull off down there. You know, Tom's just like, hey, give me that money just a little bit further down the road. We'll work something out, um, redisperse amongst everybody else, make everybody else happy, and more importantly, bring them all back. And, yeah, I mean, you know, defending champions now, so let's give them a shot to defend. So, you know, yeah, if you're in, or as uh, like our friend Togo Uganda Coles likes to call it, Champa Bay, um, everything's looking good down there. So um, props to them. Um, Real quick, Justin, um, I haven't done the Twins really a lot here. I, you know, haven't been on a whole lot, this and that, but... Real quick here, because, you know, we do have opening day coming up later this week here. Have you been keeping an eye on the Twins? Because I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm not going to sit here and BS and bullshit people think I know everything about Twins baseball because I have really not followed them through spring training too much. I'm always glad to see that we got uh, Nelson Cruz and, and, and his big bat and everybody else seemed to be coming back. Need Josh Donaldson to hang out and not get injured, but... What are your thoughts on the Twins? Uh, you know, you don't have to get too into it if, if you don't want to, but I just wanted to get your thoughts real quick before we let you go. Well, a big thing for me, if you watch all their spring training games, you know, you, you can't, you, you just can't do it. Like, you can't look at that and and say, okay, well, this team's going to be great. Like, I mean, some of the worst spring training games you ever see in your entire life then could be from – eventual world series champs but the twins look very suspect so far in spring training like they can't seem to get any consistency out of their starting pitchers which we kind of knew was going to be a red flag anyway and then their offense is so hit miss when they have all of their guys all their pieces together hitting the way they're supposed to hit they can drop an eight run inning on you and you know with not seeing a whole lot of time out of some of these guys like Josh Donaldson, like Nelson Cruz. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're, you gotta being consistent in your batting order, um, having all those reps together, knowing who's going to be your lead off, knowing who's going to be 
you know, the meat of your order, having that all ready to go is one of those things that Rocco would love to know right away. I just don't think he's going to know yet because I've seen so much inconsistency so far. And, um, you know, but then you read, like I was reading an article on ESPN today, and they got a few of those guys saying that they're going to be AL champs. Like, (laughs) I'm like, uh, well, these guys know much more than I do. So if, if they think it's going to be AL champs, great. Well, (laughs) I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just happy to be able to have a chance to go there, man. Be able to go, now that go there. exactly that's going to be real nice um you know 10,000 f- fans are going to be allowed at target field at least in the early beginning parts of the season here and for opening day and just to hear some live fans instead of that piped in noise for baseball well you know for all sports really but baseball it's going to be nice and hopefully the weather will cooperate on opening day here. The, now the Twins, they're actually are they on the road here this week? Don't they start on the road this year? Don't yep. they? They start off with the Brew Crew, the, okay. the old school, the old school AL Central or whatever you know, or AL whatever they were used to, AL West or whatever rivalry. So they got they got that uh, beautiful Wisconsin versus Minnesota deal to okay. start off, and then they they're not home until Thursday. Next week, Thursday. Next week, Thursday. That's what I was getting at yep. here. So gives us a little extra time on the weather front. It's going to be beautiful this weekend, so that's definitely going to be nice. Hopefully that will extend into next week for the Twins home opener. Um, Justin, I appreciate you as always, man. I'm going to talk a little NFA. Let me ask you this, because one of the topics I'm going to talk about is just kind of what's percolating down in Houston with Deshaun Watson, the allegations of uh, sexual misconduct and when do you sit the player as opposed to letting the due process as everybody else play out you know it's always innocent until proven guilty but when you have a lot of allegations or just really today nowadays it seems like you're guilty until proven innocent almost I don't know what happened I don't claim to know what happened um, so if there's, you know, some fire beyond this smoke, then let it play out. But obviously there are groups down there calling for him to be bench. Um, you know, I think I saw on ESPN, some of their female reporters were saying he shouldn't be playing until this is all figured out. What do you think about all this? Justin Ekstrom. I know I threw a lot at you there. <laughs> That's okay. It's just, it's, I'll give you the the bare bones of it. It's just ugly, man. The whole business aspect of stuff and the whole, like, you know, are people grabbing at someone else's bag of money? Did he do it? Like, did he not do it? But when you have one or two people coming out and saying, yeah, he did this. Well, now you have, like, 13, and some people are saying, like, closer to 20-some allegations. Well, now are they all just jumping on the bandwagon and trying to get some of Deshaun Watson's money and make him be done with the NFL? But it's just ugly, man. I hate it. I want to believe everything I hear. Like, that's what I want. I want Deshaun Watson saying, I didn't do this, and I want to be able to believe him. I want these ladies to be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm withdrawing my lawsuits because he's right. He didn't do this. Like, I would love for that to happen. Can I sit here and tell you honestly that I believe this young man didn't do any of these allegations? I can't. I, I, I honestly can't. I don't know anything about this guy. Yeah, I, exactly. He's one of my That's, favorite players in the NFL. You know, but I, I honestly can't tell if he did it or not. Well, you know, I was having a conversation with a uh, a female, and, and she was definitely not uh, happy with the situation and definitely thought he should be sad. And, I, and that's kind of where this whole topic for me kind of came up at. It's just like, you know, one one way is if you say let the process play out, then some people are going to come after you like, well, don't you believe the women? And, you know, it's like, well, I don't know what happened. And nowadays, it's almost like you got to kind of, you know, pick right off the bat what you're doing. I don't know what happened with Deshaun Watson. I don't know him. I don't hang out with him. Um, Sure, as a football player, love what he can do and all that stuff. But, you know, it's just like sometimes 
is there due process still? And can Houston actually say that? And, and you know, after, let's say this season starts in like a month. You know, obviously this stuff has to wind its way through the courts and all this. Does Houston put them out there? Should they put them out there? Yeah, I mean, the exactly. The, the weirdest thing about this it was the timing. He requested for a trade. Like, no more than eight to ten hours later, that's when the lawyers went ahead with this. Like, is this was this a business type of deal where it's a friend of a friend saying, ah, we're going to make him not as desirable for other teams? Is, is that even a believable scenario? <laughs> Man, I, I don't know. I would love to be like tell you right now that Deshaun Watson is innocent. Like I, I would love to be able to say that. And I don't even know what to believe anymore, man. Like I can't even believe people just regular human beings when they're saying, no, nah, I didn't do it. Why? Well, it's tough to the cynicist in me, the cynical nature that is the human nature. Mm-hmm. We're just not going to believe anybody. So is anybody telling the truth anymore? I don't know, man. Well, and it's, and it's funny. Just, I'm sorry, but finish. Ugly. Yeah, finish your thought. And it's funny. I'm sorry, yeah, I got distracted here ugly. because I just got a story just came through. Michael Rappaport, and this is from Bleacher Report. Michael Rappaport shares homophobic, misogynistic DMs from Kevin Durant. Um, I, I am literally reading. I was just starting to read this as Justin was making his point. Um, actor Michael Rappaport posted screenshots Tuesday of a conversation between himself and Kevin Durant in which Brook- in which the Brooklyn Nets stars, like I said, used homophobic, misogynistic, and profane language toward the actor. Um, I'm trying to get these screen prints up here. Bear with me one second. And that's the thing, too. So it's like, hey, man, well, maybe I didn't say this. Well, here's some screen prints apparently showing what you said. Hold on one second here. Well, well anyone let, let me say this. Yeah, because um, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to throw the show off too much, but definitely check it out. I'm sure we're going to be hearing about this tomorrow morning on your first takes and uh, over on the Fox shows and all that stuff as well. I'm going to definitely get into this here after the show ends, after I get done with Justin. But yeah, Justin, I mean, you know, that was just the thing. It's just like, you know, in the, in the society today where it really is, are you innocent to a proven guilty? Are you guilty to a proven innocent? Um, do you allow the man, you know, let's just say there's, you know, no court cases, this or that. Would you let him play? And all of a sudden, maybe if there's something to this that comes out during the season, then it becomes more of a distraction. And now you might, um, you know, mess up the team chemistry. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But I do know this. I, I definitely want to see how this plays out because if there is fire behind the smoke, then obviously uh, nobody approves of sexual harassment and, and all that stuff of anybody. Um, but let's let's see what happens. Um, I hope we have some answers soon because, yeah, I, it, this has just been a real interesting story. Um, we're going to talk about it more in the, in the weeks upcoming, obviously. But I just wanted to get your take, my man. So thank you so much for providing that. That, that that's see, that I'm just like any other person, man. Like, do we? What do we believe? And so you say innocent till proven guilty. Regular human being like myself, say twelve, fifteen females came out and said this. I'm in jail. I'm sitting in jail oh, yeah, fighting yeah. this, uh-huh. fighting my innocence. Like, I mean. That that's the weird thing about innocent to proven guilty. These these innocent, quote no. unquote, innocent to proven guilty people are just sitting behind bars, waiting for their time to uh, get in the due process of the court or post bail or that kind of thing. Well, this guy's not even behind bars yet, and we're still already wagering whether or not he's going to be able to play. Or and that's what a lot of people kind of would stuff. say that he shouldn't be behind bars. I mean, you know, there's there's been there's been allegations, and that's it. Yep. So let's that, let's that's the thing, like yeah, right. So that's where I'm. I'm just like, hey, let's just let it play out, people. Everybody, and I get it. You know, if we're on a first take or one of these sports shows where you got to constantly talk about this stuff, but in the end, it's just like, look, allegations have been made. He says he and his lawyer say they are all false. 
They are all uh, not credible. So let's just see what happens. I mean, we always find out what happens. So let's just sit back, see what happens here, because we will find out. We're going to find out. And um, when it when it when it pops off, we'll deal with it and, and just see what happens then. It's just it, we can have all the opinions in the world. Like we you know we we can have any opinion whatsoever, and it's just you know a lot of times opinions are just not the right thought process. My thought process is exactly yours. See what happens. Like if if these females were wronged, by all means, by every extent of the law, they should be righted or given like their time like i yeah, i do I mean, not like hey, any of that kind of whatsoever of i mean we all have mothers and sisters and aunts and this and that and i couldn't imagine if some of these allegations are true i know what i'd do if i got a hold of somebody that did that to my sister or daughter or mom or something like that but again let's just see what happens let's just let it play not, out Let's not go all torch on people just because they have a certain opinion or don't want to don't well, side with your opinion. Well, on this that's either. that. Oh, like you know, this. that's the funny thing, Justin. People, you know, and doing what we do because I mean, you know, you you work at a radio station, you get paid to do this stuff, and we do our podcast, and we're on Twitter and this and that. But that's why I wanted to talk about it because you know, a lot of people are just a lot of people actually don't want to talk about it because they're scared to voice their opinion. And I get it. Cancel culture is tough right now and this and that. But I that's why I wanted to bring it up, because through some conversations I was having over the weekend with people, it was just like, are you guilty until you're innocent or vice versa? Like they always say it is. So, you know, that's where I was coming from, bro. It, oh, I, I, I definitely was picking up what you were laying down. I just I wish I had better answers because I. I'm just like you, man. Like, I just want to see what kind of happens. And then, you know, if if it's this, then I want that. If it's this, exactly. then I want that. You know, it's just, we it. don't know what it is yet. Exactly. But I will be keeping an eye on it. I'm going to be uh, doing a lot of research on that case because I just want to make sure I got all the facts in front of me because that's going to be a big one popping off here over the next few weeks as well. Um, Justin, anything else? Tell the people how they can follow you, um, other shows you're doing, where they can keep an eye on you, my friend. Um, I appreciate you coming on Sports Done Right tonight, making the show uh, phenomenal as always, and always to get, you know great to get your takes. No, it's the best coming on here, man. It's it's if I could, I'd be on here every week. I, we get our podcast back together, North Star Sports Podcast. We could even make a new one. I don't care. We we need to be able to talk about this stuff all the time. But where people can follow me is at the Sports Crib Twenty One on Twitter at the Sports Crib Twenty One, and then uh, check out my Saturday sports specials seven to, or six to seven a.m. We talk mostly local high school sports up in the KNSI area, so we get to see guys like Jalen Suggs as they're coming up, and we talk Absolutely. about them. And we I'm actually having Al Newman on this Saturday. Oh, talk about nice, twins. So we nice. get to know a little more about that. Absolutely cool. I'll so definitely we, uh, be checking that lives, out. He lives a stone's throw from me, so I, I was texting him earlier today. He said, absolutely, I'll come on again. Yeah. He gave awesome. us basically the lowdown last year because he was on a Twins cruise when all the COVID hit. So he got he just oh, got wow. in nice. into port, and he got to tell us all this stuff just basically live on the air. And I was like, this, right. is, hey. this is great. Ask him about Kirby for me. Give me some good Kirby stories this week because I'm going to be listening, my man. So I got you there. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, he would, oh, okay. man. He would. Uh, yeah, I can hear you. I got you. Yeah, I was just saying, get some Kirby stories in there from him. I know they were best buds back then, so would love to hear some Kirby pocket stories. The the one thing with him is we've asked him some of the hijinks, and he's like, "That's for us." Yeah, exactly. Like he, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Right. He went. He went straight into like he would. He would tell some of the shoelace stuff, but he's like, "We're like, what's the what's the best one that you and Kirby pulled on somebody?" And he's like, "That's for us, man. Yeah. That's for me and Kirby and and our uh, brotherhood." Then, and I was like, "Man, I respect the hell out of that." And it's That's fun cool. to talk to him. It's it's fun to talk to you, my man. So thanks for giving me some time. 
Hey, Justin, thank you for giving us time, man. Um, let's get out there and uh, partake in some more barbecue over at Baldi's real soon. Best to you and your family, man, and you guys have a good week. We'll talk to you soon, bro. Thank you, sir. You too. All right, take care. All right, folks, the one and only Justin Extra. Appreciate him. Um, coming through, as always, um, solid friend. Glad I got to know him here and uh, meet him a couple years ago and do some stuff with him. Um, again, checking out KNSI Radio up in St. Cloud. And you got his thoughts on the Deshaun Watson process. Again, I wanted to bring that up because, you know, I, I'm I'm a little bit older. I'm 52. Old school is this, the kids like to say. And after talking with some people, and like I said, just over this Deshaun Watson thing, but amongst other things as well, are you really innocent until proven guilty? Or is it in fact you're guilty and you got to prove you're innocent once you do face any type of accusations? Um, Deshaun has a lot of accusations out there now, so it's just the number of things he's going to have to deal with. So we're going to keep our eye on it. We're going to keep you abreast of everything that's happening, people. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. I'm going to get on out of here. You have a great Tuesday night. Sports done right back with you. And keep it tuned. Tuesday is when we usually do the show. You can listen on demand from Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, um, Google Play, um, any major streaming service. Just Google sports done right and you'll find us. Thank you so much. Thanks for people in the chat room. Thanks for everybody who tweeted in. I am Vince Wright. I will be back with you next week. Be cool and be safe in them streets, people. Crazy world out there. Keep yourselves safe and be straight. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.